0: And appreciate you making us a part of your weekend right here on CBS Sports Radio. It's Ryan Hickey, back from the dead, had the flu last week, knocked me down. Oh, boy, I felt terrible. This time last week, I woke up in a pool of sweat for like the third time in the night. Fever finally broke. But now, a week later, look at us. Back, ready to go. So happy to be here with you on this first Saturday of 2024, Welcome, appreciate you, and thank you for making us a part of your weekend right here on CBS Sports Radio. 20 minutes from now, hickeys, pickies. But before that, back to what we started the segment with. Tua Tungavailoa is playing for his job on Sunday night. If he does not play well, if this offense, again from Miami, playing a good team, does not play well, you can't bring him back in 2024 if you're the Dolphins you got to move on. you got to get someone else in there. Because Tua's M.O. right now in his short, we'll call it a two-year career because the the Brian Flores era, we're not going to count. But with Mike McDaniel there in 2022 and 2023, Tua's M.O. when he's been healthy has been this. He plays really well against the bad teams, and he plays poorly against the good teams. Why, if that continues on Sunday night in a loss to the Bills and you lose the division, Why would you want to run that back in 2024? I I don't see the reason why. Sunday has to be the the line you draw in the sand and say, this is the game against a hot Bills team at home division on the line. If you play well against a good team, we can believe in you. If you struggle again against a good team and you lose. If you're the Dolphins, you got to move on. In a Super Bowl or bust window right now, you don't have time to figure it out in 2024 and waste a year. You got to get someone in there that can play well in the biggest games. And Tua has shown you so far, he has been unable to do that. So, why would you continue that in 2024 if we're talking about another anemic offensive performance in a big game from Miami? I mean, the fact that we're going into week 18 and they are not Super Bowl contenders, it's egregious. Like, on paper, that is egregious. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Raheem Mostert, Mike McDaniel, even two on paper, like, that should scream Super Bowl contender, especially, by the way, in a year where outside of the Ravens, no one has looked good. No one has looked consistent. No one has looked good offensively. And the fact that we still, despite that, can't call the Dolphins Super Bowl contenders, if you're not a Super Bowl contender with this offense this year, then you're never going to be one. And that's why I don't see a justification for bringing to a back in 2024 if, again, Sunday night we're all watching another bad offensive performance. It's a pattern that is very concerning. This offense's play, when they play bad teams versus good teams, don't get, like, allured by all the, the big numbers and, and the shiny yardage and points per game numbers and think, oh, they're really good. If you dive in deep, you see they're fraudulent. The, the Dolphins so far this year have played five teams that are playoff teams. In those five games against playoff-caliber teams, The Dolphins' offense has averaged just 18 points per game this season. The Dolphins' offense against the 11 non-playoff teams they have played this year is averaging 35.4 points per game. So 35 points per game against bad teams, 18 points per game against good teams. You know what that leads to? Losing a lot of games... Against good teams. And that's exactly what the Dolphins have done. They are three and seven versus teams that are over 500 since the start of 2022. Three and seven against teams 500 or better since 2022. And they've lost seven out of their last eight games they have played against above 500 teams. That's a problem. That's happening primarily because the offense is not getting the job done. And it starts with the quarterback. It starts with Tua. So again, I ask you, how can you feel good about the Dolphins trying to win a Super Bowl in 2024 when you are seeing the offense against good teams not even average 20 points per game? Like, that's what I don't want to hear about, oh, well, Ryan, Tua is leading the league in passing yards. And he's number one in completion percentage and top five in passer rating. Awesome. Unfortunately, a lot of those numbers have been padded when they play bad teams. When you play good teams, that is when you need your quarterback to step up the most. That is when you need your quarterback to raise his game, and that's something Tua has not done. He raises his game when he plays the Jets, when he plays the Panthers, when you play the Broncos hanging 70. Awesome. But what about when you play the Bills? How about the Chiefs? Eagles, Ravens. How about we raise our offensive game then? And it hasn't happened. It's been a consistent problem. And with that being the case, again, how can you sit here and say, oh, yeah, bring Tua back in 2024? He's on his fifth-year option next year. So you guys start thinking about paying Tua soon. Do you feel comfortable right now giving Tua Tungvalu $50 million a year and think he's going to live up to it? Do you feel comfortable going into next year calling the Dolphins a Super Bowl contender if we see Buffalo go into Miami and take the AFC East right from their fingertips? I, I, I My answer to both those questions is no. And so if you're in Miami, I, I just don't think you have time to wait. I don't think you can show patience at quarterback and run it back in 2024 and hope Tua figures it out. I just don't see what changes if you run it back in 2024 and how all of a sudden the Dolphins can beat good teams. Easy to beat the bad teams with how much talent they have. Again, on paper, they should be Super Bowl contenders. In reality, they're not. Because they can't beat good teams and they can't beat good teams because their offense continues to struggle. Look, the defense has gotten lit up. I don't want to hear about the defense, though, because this team, the way they are built, they are built to win through offense. They are built to outscore you. They are built to run the score up and not have you be able to keep up. That defense for Miami was not built to be like the 85 Bears and pitch a shutout every single week. So, yeah, they got let up in Baltimore, let up in Buffalo. They were not good. I'm not excusing their effort. They were bad. But this team is built to win on offense. And the offense is not coming through. Again, 18 points per game when you are playing good teams. Inexcusable, unacceptable, and you are not a Super Bowl contender or even a playoff threat when you play playoff-caliber teams averaging 20 points per game. So if you're Mike McDaniel, and you are sitting there after a loss on Sunday night to Buffalo, and you lose the AFC East, and again, now for the sixth time this season, you play a playoff caliber team, and not only do you lose, but your offense looks inept and nowhere near the level it's supposed to live up to. How can you truly feel good about running it back with Tua in 2024? Because that's also the thing too for the Dolphins is where's the change? If you're not going to if you're not going to remove Tua, well, who are you removing or bringing in that's going to make this Dolphins team that much better in 2024? You already have the best wide receiver duo in the league in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. I would contend right now Hill is the best receiver in the league, period. So you are the best receiver in the league on your team, best one-two punch in terms of wide receiver duo on your team. You have a running back right now, in Raheem Mostert, who's tied with Christian McCaffrey with 21 touchdowns, the most touchdowns in the league, having a career of year. You have an awesome play caller in Mike McDaniel who's creative and fun and a good leader. Like, you can add to the offensive line, sure, but is that going to make you a Super Bowl contender next year? No. So, like, where's the change? Where's the change you are making that is going to turn right now this Dolphins offense into a Super Bowl caliber offense this offseason? The change is quarterback. The change is only at quarterback. And an important thing to remember here is this. Mike McDaniel comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, but he comes from the 49ers. Why that's important is Kyle Shanahan has made quarterback on the 49ers as irrelevant as you possibly could make it. Meaning the talent around the quarterback is so great in San Francisco that it doesn't matter who plays quarterback. Again, Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft, is, I think, about to lead the 49ers to win a Super Bowl. No other team could do that. No other team could bring the last pick in the draft, bring him in, drop him in his rookie year, not skip a beat, go to the NFC title game, and then the next year be on their way to the Super Bowl. That's only happening in San Francisco. But Miami is basically the AFC version of the 49ers philosophy, obviously the coaching tree, but also the talent. Now, San Francisco has more talent on the offensive end than Miami does, but it's not by much. And so if you're McDaniel and you come from a tree in Shanahan who has built up the team so much that you can plug and play almost any quarterback you want and have success, how do then you not think, well, I can just kind of find anyone, whether it's in the draft in 2024 or... Whether it's getting a backup, we've seen a lot of backups play and have success. Maybe you could find one of them, plug them in. Like, I don't think it's that hard to find someone to to put in at quarterback and have more success than two is having right now. Are the points per game numbers going to be the same? Maybe not. Are the yardage numbers going to be the same? Maybe not. Maybe there's a slight dip, but we'll, mostly we'll improve. And what you need to improve is how that offense plays in big games. And if you can get a clutch quarterback in there in a system with the best receiver in the league, best one-two punch in the league, A-plus wide receiver, uh, running back, excuse me, great offensive mind at head coach and play caller, you're sitting pretty. It's not that hard to put a quarterback in there and expect immediate success. So it's also something to look at here for your Mike McDaniel. He came from a system that is used to plugging and playing and having success At the quarterback position. But at this point, what we've seen so far in the two years of two at the helm, where it's slaughter bad teams, lose to good teams. If we are sitting here on Monday morning talking about the Bills winning the AFC East, and we're not talking about a 45-41 game, different. We're talking about a 31-13 game. 21-13 game where the offense yet again for Miami is a problem and can't put points on the board. I don't see how you can bring Tua back in 2024. You can't do it. So that's why not only are the Dolphins playing for the AFC East title and the number two seed and two home playoff games, potentially, I think that I think Tua is playing for his job. And if you're Miami, you got to evaluate if this does not go your way again, you got to evaluate and look at who you can bring in that will play well against the good opponents because Tua can't. And that's why I think Tua's job is on the line here. You absolutely have to make a move if you're Miami. If you lose this game on Sunday night and the offense looks as how they've looked against good teams, which is bad, inept, disappointing. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. So I'm curious your thoughts here. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. This is a big game for the Dolphins. I mean, look, Tua himself knows it's a big game. He met the met with the media earlier this weekend, not kind of sugarcoating how much it is uh, important to the Dolphins. There is no time like the present right now to do something about it, Tua. This is the time. Sunday night at home national audience, get it done. I'm rooting for you. I, and I, By the way, I think you will play well. I think the Dolphins are winning this game. So I'm coming at this from a, an optimistic perspective that Tua will play well and the Dolphins will win. But if I'm wrong, and we are, again, sitting here talking about the Bills winning the division, and the offense not playing well, it's over. Tua time in Miami is over. Simple as that. 855-212-4227. That is the number. I'm curious your thoughts here. Is Tua playing for his job? Should the Dolphins move off of Tua if? They do struggle and lose to the Bills on Sunday night and lose out on the division. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the podcast Hick at Night, night spelled N-I-T-E, all four hours of this show uploaded there. Plus, because I'm only on once a week, throughout the week, I'll upload monologues as well and thoughts on what's going on in the world of sports all under one podcast page that, of course, is free and available wherever you get your pods, Hick at Night, night spelled N-I-T-E, also, if you want more video form, check me out on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, Ryan Hickey. A lot of sports takes given in video form on that YouTube page. But, at the intro, hear the music, Hickey's Picky's time with a change at the leaderboard. A change at the top. Glennon Toronto has been holding down the number one spot for a while at four and one. Two weeks ago, last time we were on the air before I got sick with the flu last week, Nico Scarlatos, producing this show, came off the bench. Not only did he go four and one in hickey's pickies, two weeks ago was Christmas time. I was feeling in the giving spirit. I felt like Santa Claus. I gave him a bonus bowl game, the Hawaii Bowl which usually is played on Christmas Eve. It was not this past year. Coastal Carolina was not only getting nine points. Damn it, they won outright, which means a bonus point for Nico. So really, he went 5-1. and one. Now, he had an advantage no one else was able to get. Christmas spirit, one off. But he is now 4-1 and one, and then unofficially 5-1, and one, climbing up the leaderboard. That bonus point has put him now... In first place, we will go into the playoffs, so we still have a few weeks left to go here. But that first place prize is still, uh, or first place, I should say, still available for someone that wants to go. 5-0. and oh. Will we get it this week while well, we go out to Florida and welcome in Beck? What up, Beck? Yes, sir. How are you feeling 5-0 and oh this week?
1: I don't know. I mean, That's look at last year as uh, three and two. Uh, Colts were on the bye week. We got the, you never gave me credit for that. So, yeah. well,
0: Beck, let's start right there then. Texans at the Colts. It's a Colts, playoff Colts, game. Colts, Colts, Colts. Wow, don't want to the spread. Colts are one and a half point dogs at home. Beck, let's hear why.
1: I don't know. You tell me. You're going to take. You're to win the Colts. You're the Colts guy. You go Houston.
0: No, I'm taking the Colts. Come on. They'll right, get after CJ Stroud. Let's go. We're one and one. That's right. They'll limit them in the red zone. Texans will kick field goals, not touchdowns. Gardner Minshew is a better quarterback at home than he is on the road. This favors the Colts. Colts win. They win. Let's go flat out, back. Let's go. We're one let's for go. one here,
1: right? Yes, sir.
0: All right. Game number two. Win and in for Green Bay at home, taking on the Bears. Packers three-point favorites. Packers. Wow, no hesitation. I am going Bears. I like the way they're playing. I think they win outright. Forget the three points needing it. Justin Fields is going to go into Chicago. Uh, going to Green Bay, I should say. Second year in a row. Packers winning it. At, uh, win and in at home. A loss. Bear, Bears win. You are going the Packers. All right. Win and win the division for the Buccaneers. Four and a half point favorites on the road at Carolina. Saints. Saints. What would you say? Saints. Saints. It's, it's Buccaneers, Panthers.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. But Saints. Saints were going to win it all. So do I get an extra fourth for that then?
0: Wow. So you're just going Saints. Saints are winning the NFC South. Yes, sir. Wow. All right, we'll we'll figure out a way. So you're saying, so in that case, you're saying Carolina wins. I guess Carolina has to win for because, the Saints to the have Bucks a chance. Bucks win they're in, though. I guess. Uh, Bucks win they're in. Well, if you're saying the Saints are winning the division, that you're you're saying the Buccaneers are losing. Yes, correct. All right, so you're taking the Panthers. I'm taking the Bucks back. Sorry, sorry about the Saints. Uh, I don't think it's in the cards this year, Dennis. You know, it's probably for the best to lose. Get Dennis Allen out of there. Get him out. To yeah. do yourself a yeah. favor, get an yeah. offensive mind and uh, get things rolling here. All right. The game we were just talking about, Bills at Dolphins. Bills. Dolphins. Or, sorry, Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Bills. Wow. All right. I was just crap. Well, not crap again. I was putting a warning out there for Tua. You got to play well or I think you're done in Miami. I think he, though, rises up to the moment. He plays well. At home, Dolphins get it done, shorthanded. I don't care. They win. They win the AFC East. They send Buffalo, well, not home, because I think the Bills are making the playoffs. The Steelers are going to lose later today. But with that said, Buffalo and Miami both make the playoffs. Miami, though, wins the division. Two of plays well at home in a big game. Finally, Beck, national title time. Michigan. Texas?
1: Longhorns, are they in there? They are. Are you... <laughs> Florida State or Florida State, Longhorns, the Beck Bowl. I, I think our last conversation a month ago uh, um,
0: was about FSU.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I hope you didn't watch the Orange Bowl. Back then. <laughs> I hope on Saturday you said, you know what, 4 o'clock, I got something better to do. I'll take a stroll, go out the misses, go for an early dinner. Get If you want to start New Year's <laughs> Eve a day early, you would have anything. Anything would have been better than watching that. Michigan-Washington national title game, Wolverines four-and-a-half point favorites. Who are you going with? Washington. Ooh. Is this our first? A second. Our second agreement. I'm with you. Huskies, there's no stopping Michael Penix Jr. in this offense. And that defense, they're not going to get a lot of stops. They're going to get the stop they need. They are clutch. They'll get just enough to get it done. Washington, I'm with you. I think they do win the national title. Forget the four and a half points. They went out right.
1: Beck? So do, do I get, like, the thing with this five-game thing, or do we go back for the all these things when you guys were right and everything else?
0: Wait, what?
1: Am I going to, with this thing, you know, if we we're what five and one, four and two, right. or whatever else, or are we are we going back way back, and then
0: you come through, and you're, oh yeah, hey, hey, you know, Ryan Hickey won it. No, I'm not in the running. Also, I'm I'm 34-29 and two. So... so
1: just my specific. We're just going for this small thing. We're not going the whole year.
0: Correct. Correct. I'm keeping track of mine, just you know, just to. To let it be known, but this is a caller-driven competition.
1: Okay, cool. So you go right. five
0: and zero, Beck. You are number one on the leaderboard. I, I cannot. I literally cannot come out of nowhere and, uh, and usurp you.
1: Well, All I right. was in the top three last year. Supposedly, I think right. You know, I got to so go, go back to the
0: standings. Pause three and two, maybe because there was no five and zero winner. So no,
1: hey, it. hey, there's always
0: once in a while. Hey, man, well, let's do it right now. This is it, but- Beck. I love the optimism. This is it. Hey, thanks for coming on Hickey's Pickies. Best of luck. Thank
1: you, sir. You have a good one.
0: You too. Back from Florida with starting out with a little optimism, then it it slowly rose there at the end. All right. 855-212-4227. We talked a little bit about it. Bills, Dolphins. I think Tua's future's on the line here. Tua, I think, has to play well in order to be brought back by the Dolphins in 2024 because it, to me the stats are nice but when they come against bad teams and when the Dolphins play playoff teams and they always struggle offensively it's not worth bringing them back I, I don't see the justification for it I think two is playing for his job on Sunday night what do you think here 855-212-4227 Chris is calling from Nebraska hello Chris
2: Hey, Ryan, I think, uh, honestly, I think you're wrong. I think the old adage applies here that defense wins championships. If they don't improve that defense, they're not going to win anything because Tua improved leaps and bounds this year over last year.
0: Let me ask you this, Chris. Let's just say hypothetically the defense improves, right, and they're pretty good. How many playoff games are you winning averaging 18 points per game?
2: To be fair, Ryan, if if you don't stop the other team from scoring, you don't win games.
0: Right. But it's like, how much can you stop? Like, the rules are geared towards offense. It's just, it's so much more difficult right now to to stop opposing offenses. Like, you can limit them, but to to think you can go into every game, no matter who you're playing, and especially in an AFC with a lot of quarterback talent, to think you're going to hold every team to 10 points is unrealistic. You need to, and you have to have your offense be able to score points, and that's been Miami's problem anytime they play a playoff-caliber team.
2: Yes and no. I think they've had their good games, but you're, you're right. They haven't done what they need to get done. They just need to be consistent, and I don't think it's all on the quarterback's shoulders in this case. I think it has more to do with they need to get a better tight end. They need to start Spreading around more just besides Waddell and uh, Hill. And honestly, I think their, their running game needs to improve as well. Granted, he has a lot of touchdowns, but they also need to have a screen game better than they currently have.
0: I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, Chris, I thank you for the call, buddy. I, I, I feel like that's just beating around the bush to, to make up for Tua. Well, like, spread the ball around. You're the best receiver in the NFL. You get the best one-two punch in the NFL. You don't need to be spreading the ball around. You got to get the ball to Tyreek Hill more. I don't think spreading the ball around is going to be the answer for, for Miami going forward. The The run game is, is really, like, I'm just looking right now. The Dolphins are fifth in the NFL in terms of rushing yards per game. The run game is fine. Most are gets in the end zone. Devon Achan has been tremendous so far in his rookie year. Like, everything we're talking about is a cop-out to, to give an excuse for Tua when reality is everything else is in place for him to have success, and in the biggest games, he is not rising up, and that's on him. It's not needing an extra tight end or throwing the ball to Cedric Wilson Jr. more to spread it out or Braxton Berrios. It's having your quarterback flat-out play better. That's it. Simple. And that's something that Tua's not been doing that he's been struggling with and if he can't do it and there's enough of a sample size now in two years where he hasn't done it at what point do you say it's not going to happen is Tua elevating the team around him or is the team around him elevating Tua I got a tweet before at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three from 521music who is Tyree Kill as his profile picture all, in all caps, he, he tweets, he's fired up, at Ryan underscore Hickey in the number three. No matter what happens, you can't pay him, meaning Tua, $50 million a year. He doesn't elevate good players. He's carried by great players. He's a good quarterback. I think 521 Music is spot on. Tua, like I'm not sitting here telling you Tua sucks. He's good. But is he elevating this offense to where it is on paper should be a Super Bowl caliber offense, but it's not in reality? Is he is he elevating this team? He's not. Are there quarterbacks out there that can come in and elevate this team? Yes. Absolutely. And so I don't get the, like, Tua is surrounded by good players. At what point do you say, You know what? They're doing more to lift him up than he's doing to lift them up. And quarterback, one of the the biggest things you need to do is lift other players around you. Make them better. That's why Tom Brady's an all-time great. That's why Peyton Manning's an all-time great. Yes, they had great players around them, but they also plenty of times made okay players really good players. Elevated everybody around them. And I I can't sit here and tell you Tua's done that. He's a good quarterback, but he's not elevated the team around him. And with Tyreek Hill not getting any younger, with this window right now in the AFC open, I just don't see if you're the Dolphins how you can bring it, run it back and expect different results. It feels like the definition of insanity. If Tua struggles on Sunday night, Dolphins lose, lose the division, and you run it back in 2024. That's what it feels like to me. That's why I don't think you can do it if you're Miami. If we're talking about a Dolphins loss and another underachievement by the offense in a big game. We'll get back to your thoughts here in a second, but I got to play this for you. This is, I I like LeBron James. I, I also like to rag on LeBron James because he is someone that I respect, but also he's someone that some of the things he says is just comical and he's in his own world. But this is honestly, so LeBron's been in the league, what, 21 years, right? This is, I think, the funniest soundbite I have ever heard from LeBron James. Came a few hours ago after the Lakers lost again, 2-9 and nine now in their last 11 games, lost to the Grizzlies. The last question of the post-game press conference um, for LeBron, here is the question, Then even better, here is the answer. And he's dead serious. It's not like one of those, like, oh, like great great question there. And, like, you're laughing as he says it. He is deadpan, having that 1,000-yard stare into nowhere, just saying, bad timing. Ricky, I'm sorry. This doesn't seem sincere. We're just right now in the middle of a losing streak, getting our ass beat again, losing to what we thought was the crappy Grizzlies at home. And now we're sitting here two games under 500, can Can't figure it out. I'm trying to get the coach fired, but he, you know... No one's biting right now. I'm trying my best to get him out of there. That is, at least for me, I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever heard LeBron James say because he was so serious. The timing, I mean, he's right. The timing was awful. Look, uh, he sound I don't know if it's like a one-night-only sort of thing. Hey, I'm here, and no matter what happens, I'm asking this Ricky Rubio question. I'm only here to get this Ricky Rubio question. Why there's a there's a need to have LeBron comment on Ricky Rubio's retirement, I don't know, but... This guy was motivated. And I give him credit. I wouldn't have the stones. I would not have the stones to look at LeBron, how miserable he is, and, and ask him, hey, LeBron, aside from the game, uh, Ricky Rubio retired this week. Just just your thoughts as a player on his his career. What, what do you think there? I wouldn't be able to do it. But that, is, that is funny. <laughs> that is funny. All right. We're talking Tua. I think he is playing for his job on Sunday night. It's not just the AFC East that's up for grabs. It is the future of Tua. This offense has consistently played bad, or we'll say poorly, uh, proper English. They have played poorly against good opponents. If that happens again on Sunday, you can't bring Tua back in 2024 if you're the Dolphins. So it's not just about the division for me. It's also about the future at quarterback for Miami. If you have another bad game from Tua, you got to move on and find someone else in 2024. What are your thoughts? Is Tua playing for his job here this upcoming Sunday night? Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Ken is calling from Maryland. What up, Ken?
1: Hey, thanks for taking the call. Western, this Maryland. Uh, it's tough getting through to you, but I'm just saying that unfortunately, I'm a, well. Fortunately, I'm a Ravens fan.
0: Oh, but lucky unfortunately you! Unfortunately, for Tua,
1: if he doesn't make it, uh, there's a good shot at getting Bo out of. Oregon to replace him.
0: Bo, you, I mean, Michael Penix Bobby Jr. was not talked about as a first-round pick up until a week ago. That's another guy who's polished and ready to go.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, he didn't quite make it uh, in the uh, in the voting, but he could be a drop-in. I'd be scared though because he'd right, drop right into our division. So, <laughs>
0: right, well, thank
1: you. I love the show,
0: Ken. Thank you for the call, buddy. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening. But like that, that's like, that's where, especially like you have these college, like these older college quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, like they're more seasoned, they're more ready to go where it could be simple plug and play next year, come on in. I mean, look, you watch Penix at any point this year. I hope you've seen Penix before Monday night, but even if you haven't seen him before, Monday night was just what we've seen all season long. This is a guy that plays his best in the biggest moments. Biggest games, he plays his best. That's what you want from your quarterback. And that is what Tua, so far this year, and even last year, has not delivered. Anthony's calling from Pittsburgh. What up, Ant?
2: You you know, I I watch the Dolphins because the Pittsburgh Steelers play in the AFC, so I I try to observe all the teams. Uh, The only correlation I've seen between the Dolphins and the 49ers is, of course, McDaniel. But their defense is not good as the 49ers. No, and sure not at Achilles all. that's Achilles' Hill, to be quite honest with you. The de- yeah, they got they brought in Fangio, but they just don't have the, the top flight defensive players as the 49ers. And, you know, some of the decision-making by the coach himself by leaving Chubb and Tua in a game where they were being blown out 49-19 was inexcusable.
0: I'm with you. Uh, you're right, Anthony. I got no excuse for that or, or no, yeah, no no retort. I think you're 100% right. Um, I do think and appreciate the call. I mean, I think I I was more making the comp between the Dolphins and 49ers offensively, how the system has run the belief. Like defensively, they're, they're nowhere close. It's night and day. That, that'll give you. But I also look at the Dolphins as, yes, their defense is bad. But this is a team I built on their offense. No one looks at the Dolphins with the talent they have and say, oh, yeah, they got to win games to their defense. The defense has to be just good enough to not get stomped out, and they have failed a few times this year for sure. But the offense hasn't held up their end of the bargain. And again, this team wins games primarily, number one, on their offense. That's what leads them, and that's what it consistently has come up short in these big games. We mentioned it before wrap up here. Big game Monday night national title game. I think Washington is winning and it's coming down to me because I think Washington's offense is going to have success against Michigan's defense. They're going to put up points. It's going to come down to can the Huskies defense get enough stops. Not a lot, but just get these stops. They need to win this game. And I think the answer is yes. I think they will get one to two clutch stops, which is all they need with how this offense I think is going to put up points on Monday night. All they need in order to win. So I have Washington winning 34-27. Winning their first national title since 1991. Ben's calling from California. What's the thoughts on that? What's up, Ben? Hello, Ben.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was calling about the um, college football national championship game on Mondays. And I know, like, I'm in a weird position where I work odd hours uh, at night, um, odd hours on the weekend. And so for me, I actually prefer having it on Mondays. I already regularly follow Monday night football for the NFL. And since there's no NFL game and that's pretty much taking over that NFL slot, for me, it works better to have those games on Mondays.
0: I and mean, that's nice. I appreciate the call, Ben. Uh, for your schedule, I get it; it works. Um, I'm someone who works nights um, as well in odd hours. I mean, here we are right now talking. Um, but so, in case you missed it before, I talked about college football. I think like their schedule is egregious. Uh, like I, the Mon- Monday night national championship game is absurd. Every game is played on Saturday, and they're gonna have the biggest game of the season on a Monday night coming off of the NFL regular season with the playoff picture just being set. Oh, yeah, by the way, it's Black Monday, so coaches are getting fired. You are burying the biggest game of the season between the NFL playoff picture and coaches getting fired. Put it, this is what college football should do. The national title game every year should be January 1st, 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern at the Rose Bowl. So it's not too late. Everyone can watch it. It's the same day every year. And January 1st, New Year's Day, is a college football day, right? Christmas Day is the, uh, is the NBA. New Year's Day is college football. It's always the Rose Bowl. Have it be that way every single year. National title game at the Rose Bowl, January 1st, 5 o'clock Eastern, every single year. That is how the season should end. Not a Monday night in Houston. Frustrating. I hope changes are coming and hope changes are made. All right, you heard the music. That'll do it for this uh, this edition of Hick and Night right here on CBS Sports Radio. A huge thank you to Alex Azarm doing an A-plus job producing. A huge thank you to you for making us a part of your weekend. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Week 18. Enjoy the national title game. Don't go anywhere. Carrington Harrison's up next. We'll talk to you next Saturday right here on CBS Sports Radio.